Hello and welcome to the Moncast. A podcast where twice a week we watch an episode of Pokemon and Digimon and discuss the similarities and differences that they share. My name's Stevie. And I'm Sam. The score currently stands at 9-7 to Pokemon and this time we are watching episode 17, The Crest of Sincerity and Island of the Giant Pokemon. first episode we are watching this time is the crest of sincerity the digigang are walking through the desert as per usual when they find a piece of foreshadowing i mean a cactus they also see a, a they also see a cruise ship because why wouldn't they see a boat sailing through the desert they climb aboard and start relaxing when a man turns into a chicken for no reason and turns the digimon into stone and chases naked girls around his ship until togemon teaches him a lesson in personal space then the writers realize that the plot is getting quite interesting and entertaining and decide to explode the ship and give Mimi her crest because there were only four minutes left of the episode. Okay, I have not done likes and dislikes. I've just written my train of thought out as the episode goes along, so... So you will be all over the place. Probably. So, what did you like about this episode? I liked it when they all started contemplating whether they were caring for the Digimon properly. Yeah, I mean, it was it was nice to see Jen. I just chew out Ty for mistreating Agumon. I like how he talks to Ty and says, because I, the way I heard it, I assumed that he was talking to Ty, saying that he's mistreated Agumon and this is why he turned to Skull Greymon. And then everyone else just starts to feel bad, like they're they've treated their Digimon in a bad way, but they haven't really. Ty's the one who's been the worst. It's good that they are trying to at least explore a new train of thought. I think TK was the second worst person. Yeah, TK's probably the second worst at looking after his Digimon. It wasn't great looking after Poyomon, and then Tokemon got kidnapped straight away. And then turned to stone, and then he flops to the side a little bit. I thought that was really cute. Tokemon's cute. Even when it gets turned to stone, it's adorable. It is. I love it when Tokemon is on TK's hat. I like how prepared we are for this episode. We are the most prepared of the prepared. It has been pretty much a month since recording, so we're going to be rusty, and it's great. We're a bit out of practice. I like how the first note, like, bit of notes I've got is, we're here? When did we get here? We only met Etamon an episode ago. It has been, like, two episodes? Yeah, two episodes ago. And already, like, three people have got their crests. A crest an episode keeps the Doctor away. Does it have the great ring to it, does it? No, it doesn't. Keeps the Digi-Doctor away. Keeps the bad plot away. Except it doesn't. It just makes it worse. I liked the sound that Koromon makes. The one where he sees the Numamon. Yeah, Mimi just says Numamon, and they're just like... <laughs> Numamon show up and Koromon starts crying. I know that feeling, buddy. The second you see them poke their little head out in the little sailor's outfit, like, oh no, it's these. It's these people. It's hard to tell if he's in discomfort or if he's just trying to not laugh. It's a bit like seeing that one person at a party who you just, just can't stand. Like the aunt or the uncle who thinks they know best for you and also are slightly racist. <laughs> they lock eyes with you and you're like, oh, hey, it's you guys, yay. <sighs> As a little piece of your soul dies. It's so out of the blue and so long. It's the best sound. It is, it's great. Oh, I want to get that sound and make it like my text tone on my phone. Just whenever I get a message, <laughs> That'll be my alarm when I wake up in the morning. That's the sound I make every morning when I wake up. Other things, what did you like? I like how Kakotrimon is in a human disguise while there's no one else there. 
and then talks to himself and then explodes into a chicken. It's so dumb. I don't get why. This is a, a thing that I like, but also because it's dumb. So it's a thing that like you could not like, but I like it because it's it's really dumb and it doesn't make any sense. Why does he start this plan of attacking the kids because he can't get in contact with Etamon? Just leave them alone. They're relaxing by a pool and eating food. They're not going anywhere. Don't be a person for no reason. And that's a really good person disguise because the mouth moves and everything. It's better than what the Bakemon do. So maybe just stay as a human for a bit and then let them relax and then maybe talk and say, oh, this is a ship that has been traveling the Digiworld looking for humans who fall here. We can get you home. I don't know. The kids will believe it. The kids will believe anything. It's digital world weirdness. They'd believe anything. But no, he has to explode into a giant chicken and then attack them. I mean, if they trusted the Pagumon, they're going to trust this captain. The Pagumon were just like the least trustworthy things ever. And they're just like, oh, that's fine. I think they're cute. They're not very trustworthy, though. They sing songs. Deceitful songs. Welcome to our village. We hope you never go. Ever. Unnecessary disguise is unnecessary. Yes, but also really good. Like, it's a really good disguise. It doesn't look like a weird thing with a mask. He, he has a flappy mouth and everything. The lip syncing's better with the disguise than with the chicken. When it, when he's himself, he just sort of flaps his mouth about. When he's exploding, there's just no lip syncing whatsoever. Anything else you like? Etaman. Yes. Etaman was brilliant. That's the only time he's in this episode. But it's really good. He just starts singing and then he gets so angry when the Gazimon are doing their little bit in the background. <laughs> no, it's my little song. My little show. Who gave you permission to dance? Uh, Etamon is the best. He is the king. I think Etamon's probably my favourite villain. Just because of how dumb he is. He is really dumb. I like it when there's a villain who's really powerful but doesn't just wipe the floor with everybody and they give them a justified reason. And for Etamon, it's that... It seems to be that he doesn't really care about the kids. He already fought the kids and, and, and wiped the floor with them. He's off doing his own thing, trying to control the digital world. But the kids are just this annoyance that constantly happens. Not sure if I agree with you there. I don't think that's a good reason. Because he's still searching for the kids. He's still trying to hunt them down and wipe them out. I suppose. I think I just like the fact that he's kind of ridiculous. I think the main reason he's not succeeded so far is because he's not been there in person, apart from the first attempt. He's got more important things to be doing. I don't know what he is doing. Singing. He's on tour. He has got a very strict tour schedule, so he cannot stop. I like his little trailer thing. It's got his face on it, or a thing similar to his face. It's really cool. I just like his song as well. I like how his justification for most things is, Because I'm Edamon! <laughs> I'm so evil. That line is still the best line. That's his entire backstory. That's all we need to know about him, is that he's so evil. So, I am not a massive fan of the concept of being turned to stone, and I'll talk about that later, but there is an even scarier concept in this episode. When he's tied up the kids, and they're being burnt to death by the sun and he talks about how he's like their faces are going to get really crispy and he likes them with fries he's talking about eating the kids faces with fries i know that was dark <laughs> it got real dark real quick it's almost like karma well they ate eggs they ate eggs in that one episode they've probably eaten chicken at some point in their life it's justice the chicken digimon will take its revenge <laughs> i just think it went from naught to 60 it was like it was a fun little romp of an episode and suddenly he's like, yeah, I'm just going to cook the kids and eat their face meat. It's like, whoa, chicken dude, calm down. Just dial it back to 11, please. You don't have to burn the kids' faces then eat the face meat. You could turn them to stone if you want to, but no, he doesn't He doesn't decide to wipe the kids out in one go by just turning them to stone. No, he wants them alive to eat their face meat. They needed some reason for him to not kill the kids. 
All you need to know is I am horrified by the concept of a chicken eating kids. And the dub writers put that in, looked at that and said, yeah, that's funny. Oh, yeah, I'm going to steal the kids' faces and cook them and eat the meat. Oh, the kids on their little Saturday mornings are like, ha, it's so funny. Ugh, that's horrible haunting just pecking away no i don't want to i don't want the image of it let's not talk about face meat eating okay i've only got a few more things so the dark network is unreliable which is consistent with real networks it's still accurate today the network is down any more likes talk i like it when coromon announces what he's about to do oh digivolve digivolve Randomly just says, did you evolve? Good, good for you. You know what you're doing. Did you like my little joke then when I said talk before I talked? I did. Thank you. I have a little note, which is, do you think Sora's on Team Valor because of Bergamon? I saw it and I was like, Team Valor, which is also known as the best team. All these jokes are going to be so dated in a week when it's not a thing anymore. Okay, another thing I like is Togemon. I think Togemon is my favourite champion to watch fight because it doesn't get the usual one or two bits of reused footage. I mean, it does get needle spray, but it has those really nice animation shots of it punching the crap out of chickenmon it's the most physical fighter i think that's my last like shall we go on to what we don't like about this episode i just wanted to point out one more thing which was i liked that it was the two girls that took down the bad guy at the end instead of it just being the usual ty or matt or whatever yeah because in a regular episode it would have been those two that got turned to stone first yeah then they'd have to save mimi and sora and they'd make a note of saying that they have to save them but no, they're the only ones who aren't going to have their faces eaten. They aren't damsels in distress, like they sometimes are, for once they save the day. But they do do some bad stuff in this episode. Yeah, this episode has some bad things. Flirty Mimi. No, no, Mimi, don't be flirty. You're ten. Don't be flirty with Numamon. That makes me feel weird. I think I just sort of glazed over when that was going on, because I, I just wanted to block it out after what happened in Togemon in Toy Town. I don't get why she didn't just ask and say, hey guys, could we go on your boat for a bit? The desert's really hot. She didn't have to make it sexual. I can't remember what she said exactly. It was in a really sultry voice, just something along the lines of, oh, hello, whatever's, we can do stuff. I don't know. I tried to gloss over it myself, so I can't remember what happened anymore. All I know is that Flirty Mimi was flirty and it bothered me. Putting Numa on and Mimi together just makes every episode worse. They don't have to sexualize women all the time, and it does, especially if they're kids. Especially if it's Mimi. She doesn't know any better. Bless her little cotton socks. Should be the crest of naivety. I was actually thinking, because at the end of the episode she says, oh, it's the crest of sincerity. I was trying to think of, A, how does she know that? And B, what should she rather have? I couldn't really think of anything that doesn't sound awful. Well, it's purity in the sub, isn't it? Yeah, I was thinking maybe she should have honesty. I know that's Joe's crest in the sub, but honestly, I feel like Mimi should have honesty. She's a bit blunt or just dumb. She's a bit of a ditz. In the dub, yes, definitely. Mimi, why why so problems? Okay, any dislikes? I've got a sort of dislike slash like. In the recap of the music and all of Ty's description just makes it seem like the last episode wasn't a big deal at all. Mm, yeah, it's like he glossed over it and just said, oh yeah, some some bad stuff happened. No, Ty, you were really bad. She's like, and then he did you off to Skull Greymon, and it was great. Uh, the last episode, <laughs> it was not a good thing. It made it seem less severe. 
Like, it was a really bad thing that happened. You know, we don't really know the mechanics of the world, but I could potentially see going from later seasons where something similar to this happens and what happens to those Digimon. I could potentially see maybe if it had got any worse, maybe Argumon would have just been destroyed because of what happened by turning into Skullgreymon. You know, it, it could have serious ramifications. You don't know how stable it is. It could be really unstable evolution that could have caused it, instead of devolving back into Coromon, could have just died straight up died which would have been really cool that would have made two digimon in the main team have potentially essentially died and then it would have knocked ty down a few pegs because he just doesn't seem to have been phased by it in this episode he doesn't seem to be pondering it or thinking about it he just went oh that was a little bit of a bad thing oh whoops no in the episode itself i do think he is thinking about what he needs to do to look after Agumon bear it's just in the recap where it's a bit too lackadaisical it's a bit zippity doodah anyway other problems the bad jokes are everywhere i was about to say uh they don't really affect me anymore but i have got a note that says and it's a quote from izzy it appears to be highly edible i'm like izzy i don't have time for your crap today of course food looks highly edible it's not making you sound smarter and then he says something else after like he's come to the conclusion that something 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 it's like yeah it's like it'd be rude to let it go cold or something like that no you don't need to that doesn't make him sound smart it's making him sound like a smart ass and he doesn't need to be that bit annoying at times what else is bad uh naked kids naked kids <laughs> naked kids the second the girls get on the boat they are naked and they're in a shower yeah that was a bit <laughs> weird it's like ooh, they're in a shower they are showering imagine them showering because it doesn't show them that they're in separate showers it just you see their clothes all rabbled together like you do in like you do in movies where like like the straight white couple have just gone upstairs after a meal together and all the f- clothes have been thrown on the floor in a little trail into the bed and it's all like uh why are you making it worse <laughs> because it's my turn i don't want to imagine a lesbian shower scene between me and it looks like that's what's implied well not implied it's i know it's not implied but it just they don't show two showers. It doesn't imply them sharing showers at all. Well, it doesn't show that there's like two showers or multiple shower rooms or anything. So it just looks like they've both just ran into a shower together. That's the first thing they needed to do. Oh, God, why? Yeah. You made it worse. <laughs> and it's my turn. I'm allowed to. That's the thought process I had when I saw. I didn't jump straight to lesbians. <laughs> I wasn't all like, oh, this looks dirty. It just, I, it just reminded me of those shots in films where you see the trail of clothes leading to the bed or whatever. It was an observation, and I just told you about an observation. This is what we do. This is what the podcast's for. Like, imagining just a girl in the shower is bad enough, but imagining two girls making... No, I'm, I'm... I'm not imagining it. I'm just saying that the scene reminded me of things from films. No, that's what, that's what you prompted in my head, and you made it bad. I didn't do anything. I just told you about information that I saw. You're the dirty one. Can we change the subject, please? We should do that. Can you please tell me what the Easter chicken is? When a chicken and a child's burnt face meat love each other very much, they call the Easter chicken and the Easter chicken brings seasonings for the child face meat. Okay. So there's that weird animation bit where Sora's holding out her Digivice and there's really heavy line art around her hand and Digivice. I thought that was cool. It was really weird. It was a power pose. I, I liked that. It was kind of cool, but also a bit like, not not been done before. Okay, so here's one. They just walk off the boat. Like, did they want to make sure that Chickenmon's dead? Because like, they're in a desert. 
they could walk for miles and Kikamonga still find them. There's not like anything to hide behind except maybe the cacti, but uh, they fortunately come across. I don't know about you, but I feel like like the episode was quite good up until the when they got off the boat. And then it just seemed really rushed. Within the last couple of minutes, the boat starts coming at them and then they suddenly see the giant cactus, which was a mirage before, and suddenly it's a real thing, and then the boat somehow has enough speed and momentum to land on the cacti which is now flexible enough to bend all the way back and then throw the ship into the air which is then being held to the ground somehow by the rope it's the dark network cable that's why it explodes when it gets torn yeah and then the ship explodes and then chicken mon's destroyed and it this feels so like they didn't know what to do in the last couple of minutes of the episode instead of stretching it out to two episodes and personally i feel this story would have been quite good as a two-parter i don't know there'd be so much more walking in the desert or more time in the boat and a bit more of a mystery they could see this human which is an element they added in for no reason they could find a human and then be like oh so you go and find people oh yes we find people and then we take them back to the human world i am this person and they could end up talking about this human person who is quite clearly deceiving them they could have quite happily have done a little story where they think they're finally safe and they found this way of getting home and then contemplating maybe going home and saying goodbye to the digimon and suddenly boom out of nowhere in the start of the next episode it's a giant chicken man that's turning them to stone they could have spread it out over two episodes but no instead the end is just they they just try to wrap everything up and the cactus that destroys the boat is also the cactus that gives Mimi the crest which she knows the name of for some reason yeah it is very rushed at the end or it's just compact it could be positive or negative it's up to you in Digimon it's the same thing I'm all done with this episode I'll be quick because they're not super elaborate points. Jedi still sucks it does like even less than last time the animation is still really lazy there's a lot of them standing around with their mouths wide open while one of them talks. Numamon like bread and jelly. That could be American for, for jam on toast. But would you be driven to such evil things by bread and jelly? Look at jelly. It's quite clearly the evil dessert. Why do you think RPGs have slime monsters? Evil jelly. Last thing, how do they turn back from stone when Krokotorimon isn't actually destroyed already it does that weird thing that happens in games and films and stuff that this evil has taken over the land but when you defeat the evil everything goes back except he climbs out the chimney <laughs> it's a trope i don't i don't like like you know it's, it's in a lot of things that when you defeat the evil big bad then everything that he's done has just gone back to normal yeah like they didn't have that problem with devimon the black gears were still around for at least one episode so it wasn't like it was completely reversed it would have been cool to have seen there being this is how they could have stretched that out into two episodes maybe once they defeat chickenmon they're still stone so mimi and sora have to go and find an antidote to being cool would have given the the girls some more time to flesh their characters out and they find the medicine in the crest of sincerity cactus. Yeah, maybe. But it's all hypothetical. This episode is a bit eh. I think I quite enjoyed most of it, but I think that's because I haven't watched an episode in almost a month, and I was just really hyped to get back to doing all this. Yeah, it's like it's okay. I don't think it's any better than usual. It's just got all the same problems as normal. What's your favourite character or thing? Togemon fight. I think every time Togemon's in an episode and she gets to fight, I think that'll be my favourite thing, because I really like how Togemon fights. I liked the petrifier attack that Kokotorimon had, just because it's cool seeing things get turned to stone. Nah, I've got a fear of things 
like of, of being turned to stone that's so weird but i have to explain myself when i was younger i watched a film and it was about medusa i think it was jason and the argonauts or something like that but it was about medusa and people being turned to stone and then being broken apart and it really 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 weirds me out yeah well that's probably one of the reasons i find it cool because of like medusa and greek mythology and stuff like that well Cockatrimon comes from the cockatrice, which is a, a, a creature which is like a giant chicken, and it does the exact same thing of turning things to stone. Oh, overall thoughts on the episode? It was okay. It follows a lot of similar plot beats to previous episodes, right up until the end, where it just hurries along. It was just run-of-the-mill average Digimon episode. It did do nice things, though. Like, it had a ship out of nowhere, which was really cool. And then even Cockatrimon's kind of cool as a villain. It's a giant chicken. In a captain's outfit. Maybe he found the captain and stole his face meat so he could wear it. Uh, no. <laughs> the captain's one of the original Digidestined. Oh, uh, no. But yeah, even even the villain's nice. It's a giant chicken that has a, a very serious danger of being turned to stone, which isn't like death. It's like permanently being turned to stone forever. It's cool. Stone Pokemon is cute. I thought that was really adorable. The second episode we are watching is Island of the Giant Pokemon. Ash and Co. let go of each other and land on a desert island, still together anyway, except for some of Ash's Pokemon. Team Rocket survive as well, but they too have lost their Pokemon. Pikachu, Bulbasaur, Squirtle and Charmander start looking for Ash, but come across Meowth, Ekans and Coughing instead. They decide to put aside their differences and continue their search together. And after a long night and some strange encounters with giant Pokemon, Team Rocket gets themselves trapped in a runaway cart, being chased by several giants. Soon they are joined by Ash and Co that happen to be passing by, and they're all reunited with their Pokemon before being launched into the ocean and discovering that they've actually just destroyed every giant Pokemon in a Poke-themed amusement park. It's a weird episode. It is a very weird episode. Like, my first note is I've actually been really pumped for this episode because of all the Pokemon Go stuff. And then there's this episode which I've got to watch and it's like, yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, and it has also been like several weeks since I've watched anything. That cliffhanger was like a month long. It just jumped right into it, which was nice. It didn't have any sort of long backstory. It was just, they're in a tornado. Now they're not. They're over here. I'm I'm just going to struggle to express everything I liked because it's so good it's good in a in a so ridiculously bad it's good way well crabby says cookie and i love it cookie 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 i'm concerned by the fact that team rocket says we survived again like how many how many times did they almost die they get blasted off like every episode almost and at the end of it they're like yay we survived again death didn't claim us they are invincible also they got their pokemon for their birthdays and also christmas they haven't got any other pokemon so they've never actually caught a pokemon i think didn't james get coughing for christmas happy christmas son have this it's a ball of purple that shoots poisonous gas enjoy uh i don't really want this oh it makes me feel lightheaded and a little bit sick no enjoy it uh you could have got me like a nidoran or something or one that doesn't shoot poisonous fumes around me no son enjoy the coughing why did you say nidoran that's a poison rat pokemon yeah but it's less dangerous than literally a, a ball that shoots out poison smoke it literally has a death face on its body or then happy birthday have a snake at least we've got origin stories now for the Pokemon. And then we get the best thing about this whole episode. The fact that everything that the Pokemon say is entirely subtitled. We haven't even got... No, no, no. We've got to go to the bit before this, which is Team Rocket are on a beach. 
and they find a random phone booth. They just completely took it from Digimon. It's it's blatantly the second episode of Digimon now. Anyway, best thing, subtitles. It's all subtitled. It's amazing. I love it. I've got subtitling what Pokemon are saying. Stevie's going to love this. It is the best thing. Because don't you hate it when the Pokemon have conversations with each other? I'm pretty sure on two occasions in a couple episodes you've said, oh, I don't like it when the Pokemon have extended conversations. And then I've always said, actually, I really enjoy it. Or have an entire episode dedicated to it. It's all subtitled and it just, it's so ridiculous because nothing makes it's so It's just random Pokemon saying the name. If you don't have the subtitles on, it's literally half the episode is just Bulbasaur, Bulba, Bulbasaur, Pika, Pika, Pika. <laughs> That's the entire ep- Imagine being the person who dubs Bulbasaur and being given this script. And it's like like five pages of just the word Bulbasaur again and again. You're like, what is this? This translates into full English, don't worry. I think my favourite quote of this episode is literally Bulbasaur saying, I'm just me. <laughs> is everyone okay? I'm just me. Oh, Bulbasaur, yes you are. Full sentences, like multiple words, are just like, bulb. Yes. To be fair, though, this episode does some really nice characterization of the of the Pokemon that we wouldn't normally get. Yeah, they do still seem to have traces of their individual personalities. Like Bulbasaur mentions how maybe Ash has abandoned them, because Bulbasaur was abandoned before. It's nice to see these little character traits which are still there. Yeah, and Squirtle's a bit impish. Oh, they're gonna be things are gonna eat us. Those teeth. And then Charmander's just Charmander. And then they find me on a beach. They find a Slowpoke. Slowpoke's cool. Yeah, I really like Slowpoke. It's adorable. It's not lazy, he's slow. Yeah, but what animal is that? The Wikipedia says it's a cross between a salamander and a hippo. That's quite inventive. I do kind of like Slowpoke's design. It's it's not just give an element to a, an animal that exists. I love the way it evolves as well. It's It's got one of the most unique evolution styles. Especially for like the first generation. Having a Pokemon which has another Pokemon bite its tail and then they both become a Pokemon. That's really cool. It's just DNA digivolution. Steps out the water, he's got this thing on his tail and he says slow bro instead. It is literally Joe-gressing. It's just like, I'm stronger now. And then like, so after that, it becomes an episode where well, it becomes Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. That shot where they're all walking, I was just like, it just reminds me of Mystery Dungeon a lot. And then they meet Meowth, and Meowth does the motto. All alone. And it's kind of cute. And then, like, Coughing and Ekans don't use full sentences, or at least when translated. And I thought that was really weird. And it, I don't know whether that was on purpose or not, but it, it gives you, like, an insight into Team Rocket, maybe. How Ash's Pokemon seem to be able to be cognizant enough to say full sentences but team rockets are almost caveman stereotype where they don't use full sentences they're a bit simple but they have deep life lessons to teach like pokemon aren't made bad they just have bad trainers i like that quote i thought that was quite good something along those lines anyway and then there's suddenly zapdos and it makes this really awful sound of metal on metal oh bizarre also you see zapdos and moltres but you don't see articuno which is fine because articuno is dumb it's fine because neither of us are team mystic okay right we know that the pokemon are giant robots how is moltres a thing like the, the fire on moltres is proper flickering flames how are they flying anyway 
They must be pretty heavy, and planes don't usually fly by flapping the wings. They're like those giant zeppelins, like remote control zeppelins you can get. Very fast giant zeppelins. And then, like, after that bit, where the Pokemon are at that street bar crying. I know, it just turns up out of nowhere. It's just a random little shot, and it's really cool, and I think my favourite part about it is that I'm pretty sure Charmander is eating a churro. It's not as good as when Meowth turns around and Ekans and Coughing are just there, like, at a table having tea <laughs> when i think of this episode this is the, the, the scene i think of apart from one other scene which we'll talk about later which is very close to happening it's good how throughout this episode there are a lot of things that don't seem to make sense but then all of a sudden do at the end with the conclusion i like the fact that team rocket hit the sign and they just lie there and sleep and they wake up and then my favorite scene from this entire episode they call the boss and they do the motto down the phone <laughs> the music's coming from the phone line so it's that really bad audio quality and they're just there doing the motto to their boss and i'm just like oh team rocket you guys are precious and i love you both so much i genuinely laughed out loud at this bit this episode's so funny i really like this episode yeah is that mirage that's not mirage that's a real pikachu the giant pikachu is the best yeah it's just that's pikachu and then it kept getting closer and getting closer just the expression on its face it's so cold and dead behind the eyes it's amazing it's great she's like yes i'm pikachu this is my whole existence. Charizard fires uh, what a flamethrower. Blastoise blasts water at Squirtle, and then Venusaur's just there being Venusaur. Yeah, it's just they have to have the evolutions of the starters. It doesn't do an attack though, it just is there. It's just a Venusaur. Bless you, Venusaur, you weird frog plant. So then the episode just gets ridiculous when they find the minecart. The whole episode's a runaway train. Where's it getting its power from? It's a roller coaster. And then there's also a loop in the track for some reason we don't know why and then team rocket are just so used to failure they're like so what's gonna happen is this will happen and then this will happen and then this will happen and it happens and they're just so nonplussed because they know exactly how it's gonna go yeah they just predict the whole run of bad luck which makes perfect sense because team rocket is pretty unlucky and then team rocket own pokemon land how evil of them he invested in an amusement park i suppose he's gonna make his money somewhere just a bit on the side and then it ends with them just randomly being in porta vista this island and this port are not in the game and i so wish they were in the game yeah i thought it sounded a bit made up (laughs) it would be pretty cool do you have anything you like about this episode that i haven't mentioned okay pikachu calls everyone but ash those guys oh I didn't think of that. It's pretty much the same as us, like Ash and Co. Even Pikachu knows that that's the way it is. <laughs> Brock and Misty just don't matter. Speaking of Brock and Misty, Brock in Charmander is Charmander! And Misty in Squirtle speak is Squirrel, Squirrel, Squirrel. This is just one example of how dumb the subtitling of Pokemon is. But it's so good. <laughs> Which means that when Brock calls out for Charmander, he's actually calling out for Brock. Or one of the many, many other things that Charmander says. How on earth do you even speak Pokemon? Like, one word can mean anything. So when you say their name, maybe you're saying other stuff to them. It could be saying anything. Pokespeak is weird. It makes absolutely no sense. It's completely ridiculous, and I love it. But the subtitles are going to disappear, aren't they? I would love it if the just all of Pokemon as subtitles when the Pokemon are speaking. From now on, just for every other episode. I think they'll lose a lot of characterization after this episode. Yeah, because you'll have no idea what they're saying. They'll just be back to saying the names. It won't be translated anymore, which will make me sad. My last happy thing is that it has a Kabutops, and Kabutops is my favourite. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm glad you noticed that. I saw it and I was like, I'm hoping Stevie appreciates the fact that there's a giant mechanical Kabutops chasing them. Well, being dragged. Just when all of them are piled up behind the cart being dragged along. I like it when they go past 
Pikachu, and then it just gets added to the mix, and it's got the little dead stare just being dragged along. That shot is the best shot in the whole episode. Dead eyes, Pikachu behind them. Any more likes? I just like the whole episode, really. Any dislikes? At the start, I made a note that if this whole episode is just a dream, I was going to be annoyed. And it all being a theme park is pretty close to that. I wanted actual giant Pokemon. It was a nice way of explaining it away. They could have had a whole mystery a bit like um, Skull Island and stuff with King Kong and everything and, and Godzilla. They could have used that a bit more. This could be the origin of that mystery Pokemon from a few episodes ago. It could be. But no, it's animatronics. My only dislike is that the episode got really crazy really fast near the end but it kind of makes sense because it builds up to this crescendo it got really crazy and actually i really enjoy it i think the only thing i don't like is how literally the whole mystery is explained at the very end by one person on a boat they could have found something out a bit more i think they sort of worked out that it was all fake when they smashed through zapdos i do have one last thing that i didn't like which was that while all the pokemon were gathered around at the bar and crying there was no subtitles because i wanted to hear what they were saying while they were depressed probably sad things i know but that's proper emotions from the pokemon that will never get to know exactly what they were thinking what if they're actually just crying out of joy because the food was so good or maybe they're crying in relief that they don't have to go near their Pokemon trainers anymore. They're finally free. So what was your favourite character thing and why? The subtitles. Okay, I thought it'd be something else. Which just basically makes the majority of the episode my favourite thing. I honestly thought you wouldn't enjoy the um, the Pokemon talking because you didn't like it before. But then again, I suppose now you're given context with the subtitles. It's so hilarious. <laughs> That's what I liked about it. Because it's just highlighted how ridiculous it is how Pokemon speak. It's so dumb. And as you know, I like dumb things. Okay, my favourite thing is Bigachu. Yeah, that was my close second place. <laughs> I thought I thought it would be your favourite thing. I really, really, really like it. Because I get why there would be a Charizard and a Blastoise and a Venusaur and Zapdos and Moltres and everything and Kabutops. Because they're hard to get Pokemon or they're legendary Pokemon. But then there's a Pikachu for no reason. <laughs> but I think it's really cool. <laughs> that thousand yard stare it's got and it's just like, Pika Pee. It's just great. Overall thoughts. It was the funniest episode we've had so far, and I will probably watch it again. Was okay. Full stop. That's my genuine notes for this was, was okay. Full stop. But yeah, I totally agree with you. It was such a good episode. I think it's my favourite episode so far. Actually, yeah, it's probably my favourite, but it's probably not the best so far. I think it's because the storyline is so out there. They end up on a, an island full of gigantic Pokemon. And then it just gets completely insane when they find the minecart and everything. I think it's because it's got, like, I think one of my favourite all-time scenes is when they're doing the motto down the phone. Where is the music coming from? It sounds like it's coming from the phone, but why? They're in a phone booth doing the motto to their boss for no reason. It makes me really happy. Uh, I want to watch it again, but cover up the bottom of the video so I can't see the subtitles and see what that's like. You should do it. I, I want to speak Ekans. I'd love to speak Ekans. You want to speak Snake? Closest thing to Parcel Tongue I'll ever get. Now it's time for Mono a Mono, where we talk about the similarities and differences in these episodes. So, let's start with our Monsters of the Week. Giant Pikachu. Jumbo Pikachu. It's the best. It's really cool. This episode is basically just like Godzilla. There are a lot of, a lot of comparisons to kaiju movies and stuff in this. Basically, this episode is one of those really bad monster movies. Yes, it is. And I absolutely love monster movies. And they're hilarious. Okay, so which episode do you think had the best storyline? Would it be Pokemon, maybe? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I really genuinely enjoyed Pokemon episode. Like, Digimon was okay, it was good, it wasn't a bad episode, but Pokemon had me laughing out loud at some points. It was so funny. I 
This is one of the few episodes of Pokemon where I'd say, go watch it. It's so good. <laughs> I could quite happily watch this again, like this episode again now. I'm going to. Not right now, but I will watch it, like maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Were there any similarities or differences between these episodes? There was sand, because they were on a beach, and also a desert, and there was a ship. But also, there's what I mentioned earlier about how there's that one scene where Team Rocket wake up on the beach, and there's a phone booth there. That is just part of an iconic scene from the second episode of Digimon, so... Yeah, other things, there's a giant cactus, and there's also giant Pokemon. Um, And there's just things that you'd find on holiday, like on a cruise ship, or on the holiday resort island. Giant chickens that want to eat your face meat? Yeah, exactly. I don't know what ships you've ever been on, but those are not normal things. I mean, just like sort of theming behind them. I don't know. It's a very loose connection. Which episode did you enjoy the most? Pokemon. Yep. And does that mean that Pokemon gets the point? Yeah, of course. It earned it, which makes the score 10-7 to Pokemon. Join us again next time where we'll be watching episode 18. The Piximon Cometh and Beauty and the Beach. You can subscribe to the Moncast on SoundCloud, Stitcher and iTunes. And if you'd like to leave an iTunes or Stitch review, we'd be really grateful. You can find our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Witherwall forums if you search for The Moncast. Or you can email us at themoncastpodcast at gmail.com or comment on our Reddit post once each week. Make sure to contact us if you want anything mentioned on the show and we'll cover it in the next Admonestration segment. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 It's like a saw and I was like, similarity, we have something. <laughs> Granted, it's not the same episode, but it's a similar thing that happened. I was really excited. It's 15 episodes later. Poker that World gives weirdness. Them, gives them plenty of time to take it from Digimon. Maybe. No, because they're broadcasted at different times. Yes, they are. So no, I'm just being dumb. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I like a villain who is powerful but doesn't have to be all evil and brooding and uh, uh, it's more fun. Okay, let's use words, Sam. You can do this. You know a lot of them, at least four of them. If you put an S on the end of evil and then swap around letters, you get Elvis. Oh my evils. God. <laughs> Elvis is evil. Mind guys. blown. <laughs> but that's just a theory, a Digimon theory. Thanks for listening.